Today, I will be speaking with Nikki Durr, former student of mine, and I've always enjoyed her positive attitude, and I'm sure you'll enjoy the things that she has to say. So let's go ahead and get her on the line. Hello. Hey, Nikki, how's it going? Good. I'm doing good. Good. Hey, first of all, thanks for being willing to be on my podcast this morning. I appreciate that. I've been trying to get you on here for some time. You know that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've been so eager to be on, too. Thank you again. And I just want to start out by saying something, and then I'll let you kind of take over. But the reason I wanted to have you on my podcast is because over the time that I've known you, when you were taking classes for me at BYU-Idaho, I just felt in you, you had a positive nature about you that really impressed me. And I just thought that, you know, it's we all need to hear some positivity in the world, right? Yeah. So what is it yeah. that keeps you motivated to be positive and to be happy and to have the great attitude that you do? Yeah. Well, that's so great coming from you because no. <laughs> I feel like that same way about you too. And I feel like maybe I'm not always the best at that. So it's nice to hear that, that I do kind of come off that way. Yeah. Yet I feel like the times that I do try to do that, I don't always, but in those moments, I feel like what's been helpful for me is knowing that I feel heard and seen by God. And kind of to expand on that, because I think for a really long time, I just took things a lot, like just way too seriously. I think in the church, I tried really hard to be perfect in a sense and tried to be the best that I could and and be the best at everything and follow the gospel like exactly perfectly, which we know is impossible. We can't do that here in this earth life. And I finally kind of just came to that realization. And my dad is one of those people who's just really positive. He always has a joke, always has like a laugh up his sleeve, something in any situation. And I've really tried to obtain that from him. And I think it makes it easier for me to be positive because I had that from my dad, who I felt always saw me and always heard me. And so it makes it easier to connect my relationship with then a loving Heavenly Father. That if my earthly father can do that, then I have no doubt that my Heavenly Father can do that, that he can hear me and that he sees me. Since you brought up being heard and seen by God, what do you tell people who don't feel that? And, you know, I mean, let's be realistic. There are days when people just don't feel loved, you know. Yeah. What do you say? How do you how do you help them? Yeah. So I actually, um, since right now I work as a therapist at BYU, and I hear this a lot from my clients because of kind of their mental health gets in that way with kind of that relationship, which is hard to be able to feel seen and feel heard by someone we can't see. And sometimes we can't even hear. It's hard. And so I think sometimes I go the route of allowing them to really pattern their relationship with God the way that they kind of pattern their relationships here on earth. So kind of how that looks, I feel like sometimes is when I'm patterning my relationships with, let's say, my husband. If I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling angry, Mm -hmm. I tell him. I communicate that to him. 
And I think for a long time, I, I didn't do that with God. I just kind of kept it. And I was like, well, God knows when I'm angry and upset. I don't have to tell him. But I've gotten to this practice where I'm allowing myself to say that stuff, where I'm saying, God, I'm, I'm a little frustrated right now. I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling whatever it is. And allowing myself to really explain that to him allows a deeper connection. That's where that takes place. And so I think for everyone, it's going to be different. However they pattern or create or maintain relationships, it's going to look different with Heavenly Father. Because for me, I know Heavenly Father knows that the best way that I feel loved is if I feel seen or if I feel heard. And so everyone is going to feel loved in different ways, right? We all have different love languages. We feel seen in different ways. We feel heard in different ways. And so just helping people kind of explore that if that's their desire to deepen this relationship with God. And sometimes it would be so unethical. And I just want to be like, oh my gosh, God loves you. He (laughs) sees you, you know, but that's sometimes not enough. It, It won't be enough. You know, it's, they have to find that out for themselves and if they have that desire, I have no doubt that Heavenly Father can show that to them at some point. Have you ever in your life not felt seen and heard by God? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did that yeah. look like for you? That was actually pretty recent. That was this year. For a while, I was, I wouldn't say struggling, but I was really trying to look at the doctrine and then what the church was saying. Living in Utah is a different world. I think we all know that. Coming from California, uh, it's a different world out here. And so I really looked at it. I was like, what does the doctrine say? What does the kind of the church say? Because they're separate, you know? We say a lot, oh, that we know the church is true. Well, the church is not true. The gospel is true. The church is separate from that. I think we get confused. So for a while, I was kind of struggling with that. And I was struggling through kind of some of my own mental health stuff. And I didn't feel seen and I didn't feel heard. And for a while, I really allowed myself to kind of take a step back. There were some nights where I was like, I don't want to pray. I don't have any desire to talk to God. And yeah, I would just go to bed some nights. There were some nights where I was like, I don't want to read my scriptures. I would still go to church, but I was just kind of going through the motions where I was like, I'll just go to church. You know, I wouldn't say I was like leaving the church. I had hatred. I was just like, I think the frustration was coming more towards God. I was becoming angry with him because I felt like I wasn't getting my prayers answered. I was doing everything that I felt like I needed to be doing, but I wasn't being healed. I wasn't, I wasn't getting any help. I felt like, and that's when it took, you know, me really sitting down and saying, you know, I think it's okay for us to be angry and be upset with God. And we're taught in the church. We don't want to be angry, right? But I think there's a difference between being angry and being mean. And so I expressed that anger to God and I shared that with him. And I said, I'm frustrated with you because I've tried this and this and this. And I never felt a voice. I I never heard a voice, but it took months until I finally had this realization that no matter how much I pushed God away or didn't talk to him or kind of got loud with him on my drive home in my car talking to him, mm-hmm. that he never left, that he was always there. And I think we talk about that a lot in the church where he's always there, but I've never felt that before because I've never walked away in that way. And so it gave me an opportunity 
to really test that out for myself. That's interesting. You ever heard the quote, Nikki, and I can't remember where I read it, but something like this, when God parted the Red Sea, he didn't remove the Red Sea, but he made a way through for Moses and those who are with him to go across. Yeah. And sometimes in life, I think that might be how it is. Sometimes we just say, God, remove the trials I'm having. Take them away mm-hmm. from me. But instead, what we need to realize is he's not probably going to take those away, but he'll provide a way for us to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was kind of the thoughts that I started to get to that Heavenly Father was like, look at all this stuff I gave you. Like, I am in my master's program. I am at the peak of learning all this knowledge that I can apply you know, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, I have a lot of skills or I have resources. And so that came, you know, little by little. But at that time, I wasn't receptive to that, right? I just wanted God to say, yeah, remove the water. Yeah. Like, let's cut past the part to see. Let's show me some big stuff, you know? like Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, th- I think we all want that because in our minds, it's easier to just have the trial or whatever it is we're going through completely removed. It'd be easier for us, we think. But what we don't realize is when we get on the other side of that trial and see how far we've come, that's what God wanted us to do. He wanted us to grow through it, right? Right. Yeah. So you talk about feeling seen and being heard in God's eyes. Let's talk a minute about how we as human beings here walking the earth can, Mm -hmm. can be that to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, and that is something that I've, I'm very passionate about, too, because I think it goes to kind of this connection. I think since COVID and a lot of things nowadays that we're kind of losing this connection to people, that we're not really connecting. Maybe we're talking, but we're not really listening. We're not really, we're engaging, but we're not connecting. And so I think, again, that that looks different for everyone. But I think sometimes we get caught up in a lot of the things of what we're struggling or going through, all that stuff where we then start to kind of turn a little bit inward, Mm -hmm. which becomes more isolating, disconnecting. And so I think something that we all are trying to learn is how to better connect and love each other. And that's going to look differently on how we do that with people. Mm -hmm. But I think the first thing is helping people to feel seen is helping them to feel heard. Because I think about the times when when my grandpa, he would tell me the same stories over and over again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've heard this story. And sometimes it was so difficult to listen because I'm like, oh my gosh, I've heard this over and over again. But that's how he connected with me. And once I saw that, it then allowed me to be connected to him because this was something that we shared. It was an experience that we were sharing together. That allowed us to connect. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we help people feel seen and heard, it really starts to heal parts of ourselves that maybe has been kind of an open wound for years. We've never felt validated. We've never felt heard. We've never felt seen. We feel inadequate. And when we help see those parts in people and hear those parts of people, we then allow the connection to take place and to learn how to really deeply love people that we just really don't know. That's amazing. It's not always easy to connect with people. Sometimes it's because of something that we're dealing with. Sometimes it's something that 
turns us off on their side. Done a beautiful job of reiterating this, but I can't say enough how important it is to make human connections with people. Even yeah. if it's not just for ourselves, we might be helping somebody else in a very small way. In fact, the other day, I was walking, I was by myself and I was walking through Costco. And as I was approaching the end of this aisle, I saw this gentleman standing there. And he was probably in his 70s or so. And he had a really long white beard. And mm. it was just, just cool. And so as I walked past him, I caught eye contact with him and I said, I really love your beard. And it was almost like his eyes lit up and he said, thank you. And, you know, to me, that wasn't a big deal. I mean, if I see something I like, I'll say it. But it wasn't until later on my way home, I was in the car, I thought, I hope that that made him feel good because mm -hmm. I gave him a genuine compliment, you know. Yeah, I have no doubt it probably did, honestly. Yeah, and that's human connection. And we've got to try harder, don't we, to be better at it because sometimes people don't feel it from God, but... God put us on the earth to be his hands and his mouthpiece. And, yeah. you know, and so we have to do a better job at that, don't you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I think my husband and everyone close to me knows that I will preach this. I will go to my grave with it. I agree. I think we're here on earth to make connections mm -hmm. like we really are. And I think, you know, we say, oh, make connections. Yeah, what does that look like, right? I think there's a lot of people that still struggle and go, well, I don't know how to. Well, we start small, right? We, we start small where we can. Maybe that is starting with just a compliment to a random stranger. Maybe that is engaging in something that you don't normally do, but you know it's important to a friend. Or it's really listening. And it's really talking. You know, not just talking, but connecting at that same part. Because mm -hmm. I think with everything, right, I can talk to as many people as I need to, right? as many people as I run into in the streets, but if I'm not really connecting, then it's going to look different. Yeah. It's going to feel different. It's not going to feel like an actual human connection mm -hmm. and that I feel seen and I'm helping someone else feel seen. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, we're a lot alike. People are a lot alike, you know, yeah. and the same things that you want in life. I don't know what they are. I'm, I'm just going to say you want happiness. You want to, yeah. um, you know, have a great relationship with your husband and you want to make a difference in the world. So if you're feeling right. that, I think it's a pretty safe bet to say that other people want the same things. We have to help each other achieve those, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So here we are in January. The holidays are over, all the festivities <laughs> and families and uh, all the great things that go along with that. And now we're left with cold... You know, it gets darker sooner. Yeah. So some people, this is a time that it hits them. How can yeah. we help them? What can we do to help people who might be struggling with, let's just call it seasonal depression or just depression? Yeah, I feel like the biggest thing is, and I notice this too, like in church or like my classes, like I'm not seeing the same people over and over again. You're right, during the winter. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like for me, and this is what works for me, right? And it's going to be different for everyone. But I feel like I'm okay going through the Lord's toolbox, which is LDS tools, mm -hmm. and finding these random phone numbers, you know, and texting them and just reaching out to them. I feel like that right there sometimes just gives it a little bit more of an opportunity to connect. Or sometimes it really is just a text of, hey, can I stop by? Hey, can I drop by? 
I usually am saying like, oh, I made a batch of cookies. I have some that I would like to just drop off to you, which allows me kind of just a small interaction with them where it becomes more of that human connection. (laughs) And so I think it's sometimes just these small interactions. I'm trying these interactions before it even hits that, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when it is hits winter, then a lot of people kind of disappear and we don't see them as much. And then if we send a text, they might be like, I don't know this person. I'm not going to respond. So sometimes it's trying, Hey, I'm going to try this in August or September is kind of being aware of people that may be struggling and maybe they're not, maybe they totally look happy on the outside and yeah, they start to struggle during the winter. And so I think kind of just taking these small steps to what do they need, right? What, what would I want? What would be helpful? What would they find helpful? You know, I think kind of just taking these small steps to whatever you feel like they need. That's the thing that really hits me hard. And that's, we have to step outside of our comfort zone to be able Mm -hmm. to make these things happen. Yeah. It sounds like you've developed a way over your years of living and you're not that old. So you kind of have a lot of old wisdom in you, (laughs) you know, and it's wonderful to hear. But we have to somehow figure out a way to step out of our comfort zones, get out of our houses, mm-hmm. go somewhere to make connections. They're not just going to come to you and fall into your laps. You know, we've got to yeah. we got to work for them. We've got to reach for them. And I yeah. promise, if you do, and you are, you already know this, I can tell just by listening to you. But great things can happen on both sides, right? Yeah. 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 Somehow you've figured that out. What's your secret? (laughs) I don't know if there's a secret because I think sometimes, I think it's both. I think sometimes it does. It does work out once we do it. But sometimes it doesn't work out, right? Where there's multiple times where I've reached out to people and I've never gotten anything back. And Mm -hmm. I think that's okay too. Is Sometimes we like this cost and benefit, right? You've taught me that, you know, we want to give something, take something. And so sometimes I just have to learn to sometimes give, right? Still listening to my body and setting boundaries myself. But sometimes it's just about really getting outside myself and saying, well, it's not about me right now. It's about someone else. And I can take 10 minutes, 15 minutes, two minutes to do that. No matter what, I get in return. And usually I don't get the friendship back in return, maybe, but I get something back knowing that I'm doing something that I know people will appreciate. Maybe they don't know how to tell me that they appreciate it, or maybe they don't appreciate it, but I'm going to look at it as, oh, they probably really appreciated that. And I always have to remind myself that I work for God. I don't work for people. So I'm doing this because these are God's children, which is my brothers and sisters. And so just like I would do to my siblings, I think it's the same way that saying, hey, I would be there. Hey, if you want to talk, I'm here. And it's okay if you don't reciprocate it and you don't have the ability to maybe listen to me. That's okay, right? I can find my husband to do that or other people to do that. So I think sometimes it really is just like you said, stepping out it's like outside yourself in different ways. So maybe that is like when you're in the grocery store, just starting up a conversation. I've noticed more in the past six months, the older generation talking to me more in the grocery store than the younger generation oh. or anywhere I go. Like they're always 
cracking a joke to me or something, or they're asking, Hey, can I borrow a chair? Oh, I love your hair. They're, they're starting up the conversation with me. And I'm like, they've figured it out in their wise mind that even these small interactions have made a huge impact on my day that I'm like, wow, like this person that maybe I don't have a lot of things in common with, maybe I do, maybe I don't, literally decided to start a conversation with me out of all people in the store. And so I think if we can just do that for one person, even a week or a month or anything, you'll see a difference in yourself and I think in other people around you. Oh, and right away too. I think you'll automatically see that. And you know, you got me thinking, if we give a compliment or do something nice for somebody and it's altruistic, it's genuine, we're not doing it for accolades or benefits or anything like that. If we can give a genuine compliment, it really doesn't matter, I guess, how they receive it because that's not why we gave it, you know what I'm saying, in the first place. Yeah. And so... We don't have control over how they accept or reject what we do, but we have control over how we, what we do and how we feel about it. Yeah. No, I love that. I think definitely if your intentions are pure, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how they respond or react because you know for yourself, hey, I'm doing this out of pure intentions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So with all that that you've said, thinking about, other people and how we can really connect with them. What are some tips that we can give other people to, if they're not accustomed to this, if they're scared to do it and they don't know how to get out of their comfort zone, what can we tell them? I think the biggest thing is, again, just helping them reflect how they feel loved. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. is, how do you feel loved? And they'll name off some things, right? They'll say, you know, they can reflect right now listening to this podcast. So I feel loved when someone does this, this, this. Great. Start with one of those and try it with someone else. I think just starting there of, hey, for me, I feel loved when people invite me to do things. You know, I feel great when someone's like, hey, Nikki, Dylan, do you guys want to go out to dinner? Or do you guys want to do this? Even if I can't make it, I am thrilled. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It just makes me feel so loved. And so, that's what I'll try to do where I'll try to text people and say, Hey, and I don't know you guys that well. Do you want to go out and do something right? That works for me. So I feel like I would just tell people to start where, how you feel loved, how you feel seen, how you feel heard. Try that for someone else. Try it. Just that small step where you start with that really small thing where it's maybe I feel heard when someone wishes me, you know, happy Sunday or something. Great. Text a random person. We all, this generation, we all have phones. We all text. You can easily send a text to someone and just start there and then work your way up to other ways. So I think just starting and reflecting first for yourself and saying, how do I feel loved? And then let me try that with other people. That's great advice. I love that. You know, you also mentioned something about, I don't know if I'm putting words into your mouth or if I'm just making this up, but... um, (laughs) The older generation, they've figured it out. But the younger yeah. generation, it seems like we all go through it when we're younger. It's like all about me. And at, yeah. s- at some point, we kind of make the turn around the corner to realize, you know, it isn't and it never has been. But now yeah. it's time to step out and make it about other people. And so I don't yeah. know. I don't know when that happens. 
I don't know what magic mm-hmm. age or if there is such a thing that that can occur, but as long as it does happen, because you know when we exit this old world here, we don't get to take anything with us. The only thing we keep with us is the memories we've made with our loved ones and people around us. Yeah. So that's I think the sooner we realize that, then we can be a force that Heavenly Father can use to help His children. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that is exactly what I was saying, basically. Like, when my grandpa was telling me those stories, it wasn't for himself. It was because he just wanted to connect with his granddaughter. He wanted to make me laugh. And no matter how dumb the stories were, they always made me laugh. And so that's why I'm like, they figured it out where they're wanting to connect to help the other person feel loved and feel seen instead of just for themselves. And I think, yeah, I don't know if there's a magic number. I think we might go through waves too. I think some period of time I'm like, yes, all about other people. And then sometimes I'm like, woe is me, (laughs) you know? So I think it kind of is inconsistent, but hopefully that some point you get to it and it's, it's where you want to be and it's where you've decided to be. Yeah. And it's not, and I'm not saying, Hey, don't think of yourself or, you know, quit taking care of yourself and always think of others because I I don't think that's possible. You got to take care of yourself. But you understand what I'm saying. It's, uh, there's a, there's a balance there. And I feel like if we, I agree. Yeah. And if we can actually use our time, efforts, and talents to bless the lives of other people, then that's really what we're here for. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Yeah. Well, Nikki, I've really enjoyed our conversation. I, I think <laughs> part of why I love to do these podcasts is I get to talk to people like you. And, and it, it yeah. does as much for me or more than it does for the person I'm talking to. It just kind of brings that light into my life. And with that light, then it allows me to go out and share it with other people. So thank you. This yeah, is, thank you. It's yeah, been great. It has been great. I appreciate you so much, Nikki. You have a good day. Yeah. You too. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And as always to my listeners, remember to speak up, speak out, and speak often. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.